Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your host, Art Mosley, and today on our conversation with coaches, we've got Coach Tanner Glisson, the head coach of the Troop County Tigers uh, down in LaGrange, Georgia. Coach, how are we doing this evening? Hey, Art. I'm doing well, buddy. How you doing? I cannot complain. Uh, it is the Monday before the official start of football season as a uh, as a huge fan of football in Georgia, uh, I, I am uh, just giddy. I cannot wait uh, until uh, August 17th, and I know you're probably uh, uh, 20 times more excited than I am. Well, it feels like getting close to Christmas Day, I guess, huh? Yes, and, yes, uh, sir. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, this, this thing's gotten kind of 365 now, but I know everybody's kind of resetting that battery, so to speak, getting ready for that first official day. Good, good, good. Coach, let's let, – let's, uh, Tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your coaching history. Where did you get your first start? Um, uh, Why did you go into coaching or teaching, and, and what coaches have influenced you the most? Okay, well, good deal. Um, well, Art, I played football at Manchester High School back in the mid-'90s, and uh, back in those days it was a uh, just that small-town football field in Manchester. My dad played there and was an all-state football player. And I was able to play in a state championship game and a couple appearances in the Dome and play for uh, Greg Oglesby and Zeke Gear um, down in Manchester. And my quarterback coach was a guy named Jeremy Williams. And um, Jeremy went on to be the head football coach at Greenville High School. And some some people may know him. He uh, is battling with ALS. And and Jeremy's a big FCA guy. And, you know, so those guys uh, really groomed me in the coaching profession. Um, and so I eventually went back after playing a little junior college baseball and, and went back and coached at Manchester for three years. And then I left there and actually went and worked for Jeremy Williams in Greenville and then made a short stint down in Shaw High School with Coach Flowers down there in Columbus and then went back to Manchester where I was the defense coordinator and later the head coach for two years before taking this job. All right. So you got a, yeah. got a lot of influence on you, Coach. Um Coach, your your team when uh, when you took over your first season, you guys and, and I hope I'm not putting too much of your business out there. You went one and nine, <laughs> one and nine your first season. You come back year two when you go eight and three, and then even last year, uh, a little more improvement. Uh, what, what is there a secret to that success from going from starting where you started to to where you ended up last season? Well, I'll tell you this. I, you know, my first head coaching job at Manchester, I was a hometown boy and, and probably made several young mistakes. Um, so when I took the troop job, you know, I probably learned more what not to do um, than what to do. And uh, But I was hired real late in that process. My first official day was June the 1st of that, that football seat leading up to that football season. And it was just a, a situation where we had a plan. The administration here was really great. Actually, Chip Metters, the principal that hired me, was on the same staff with me uh, at a couple of different places. So we had worked together. Um, and, and so really and truly, the timing of it, we knew it was going to take some time. We knew that we were in a rebuild cycle and that we really had to had to take a step back, so to speak, before we were going to be able to move forward. Um, we actually played, I think, eight playoff teams that year, which is something just oh, wow. kind of outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, and people like Northgate were going to the semifinals, and, and that was back when Carver Columbus was still a top dog down in, down in Columbus. And uh, Harris County had, had just come off the quarterfinals. And, and so we were playing some really top dogs outside of our region. And on top of that, the region was Carrollton, Sandy Creek, uh, Woodward Academy, all those people. So it was tough sledding. But I, I think the biggest thing is is getting um, our staff in place. After that first year, I was able to make some staff hires that I was unable to do the, the, the first time around. And uh, just having that time and, 
you know, these guys today, we were talking about it today. We had a, a student council meeting over here at my house, and, and a lot of those guys are seniors now that were freshmen then. And so it's just been a, a process that um, with a great administration and some really good players, you know, we've been able to overcome it. Coach, you talked about, uh, you know, kind of starting late your first year. In terms of developing or, or, or rebranding the program to how you want it to, 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 to look going forward, how involved with you um, – how involved with your feeder team are you? Is that is that part of the the process to getting the program where you want it to be? Oh, absolutely. You know, in, in a in a county like Troop or city, city like Lagrange, you know, you have us, you have Callaway, and you have Lagrange, and so we're not able to really get our hands on the rec league, so to speak, um, just because we have three different high schools. Um, but as far as our feeder program, as far as our middle school programs, we each have our own middle, middle school program. And, um, and so ours is Long Cane Middle, and Coach Pike is our head football coach down there. He does a tremendous job. The first year of us getting in so late, we kind of just evaluated and, and, and kind of helped along as we could. And then in year two, we started implementing the same offense, same defense, and, and doing a lot of things. Uh, having those kids up here for weight training and stuff was a big, big influence uh, on them. I'm sure uh, that was helping us. And uh, but yes, uh, being hands on in that area, I, I think that's a this day and age. That's that's probably one of your top priorities. Uh, Coach, let's talk about last season. You you probably had statistically the best quarterback in the region. Um, but uh, there was a kid out of Cartersville some people may have heard of, uh, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, who kind of overshadowed a lot of people. Uh, Montez Crow threw for almost 4,000 yards for you last year. How do you replace, or, or I don't even replace, but duplicate, replace? Uh, it, uh, I, and that kind of leads into my, net, my other question, your challenges, but how, is is that uh, is he one of a once in a generation player once in a lifetime or is he just uh, um, how do you replace that kind of production? Well, number one, uh, you were spot on when you said about Trevor Lawrence. And uh, if people didn't get a chance to see him play, I'm sure he'll be playing a lot of snaps for Clemson coming up very soon. Uh, but you know, Trevor is just one of those people that's going to overshadow a lot of people. You know, I mean, he, he's liable to be a first round draft pick. Um, before this thing's over with, but we had a pretty good one too. Um, Montez um, was a sophomore and we walked in the door. He was a split back deer quarterback. He was long and rangy and, uh, and really, to be honest with you, couldn't, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with a football. And, uh, <laughs> and, and our quarterback coach, uh, Paul Brewer and our office coordinator, Kelby Holt, um, saw something in him. He had the right makeup. He was a leader. Um, that one in nine season, we played him very, very sparingly because we didn't want it, you know, to get him gun shy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we were not scoring a lot of points and not blocking a lot of people either. Um, but he's just a very cerebral kid. He, he is going to Savannah State. Um, they signed one quarterback and it was him. And, um, but matter of fact, he and I are doing lunch tomorrow before he heads out. But he is just a, a kid we're going to miss tremendously and pretty much, you know, just, yeah, I mean, he can throw the ball through for, four, you know, close to 4,000 yards. But um, the biggest thing is his leadership ability, how he processes the game. We're pretty sophisticated offensively, so it, it takes a guy that, that can can think his way through some things to be able to play quarterback for us. So, Coach, kind of dovetailing off that, uh, out, outside of, of losing that production at the quarterback position, what is uh, one of the biggest challenges you and your staff face coming into 2018? Well, I think we have a couple big challenges on our hands. Number one, the expectation level around here is very, very high now. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, we put a lot of internal pressure on ourselves. But I think in the community and, and just around this part of Georgia, I think, um, 
you know, that us bringing back nine starters on uh, on defense and eight on offense, I think that, you know, just puts a lot of pressure outside um, of our field house. Um, but, you know, replacing the quarterback position is, is going to be tricky. Um, nobody's going to be able to replace Montez and, and how he did things. It's going to be a, a little different look to it. Um, we have two guys that are battling it out right now. One of them is Kobe Hudson, who was a 2020 wide receiver that's committed to Auburn. Um, and then we have um, our athletic director's son, Bob Schweizer. I mean, uh, Nick Schweizer, Bob's son. Uh, and Bob's a former coach, and so he's got the cerebral part of it as well. Uh, we lost our punter and our kicker, and, and that was crucial to us. We also lost our center and, uh, and our tight end. But other than that, you know, I think it's just a matter of how we handle expectations and, and, and not trying to overlook people or try to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Coach, we, we know that you, uh, you do lose some firepower on offense. Uh, defensively, though, you got a, got a couple, of, uh, couple of studs over there uh, at, at linebacker and defensive end. Coach, can you tell us a little bit about um, you know, some of these guys, uh, at least on the defensive side of the ball, uh, names that maybe other parts of the state nobody's familiar with, but they, they, maybe they should be? Uh, well, I, I think it probably starts, you know, with King Makuda, outside linebacker that's committed to Alabama. Um, he's a good player. He's 6'4", 240 pounds. Um, so he, he's a really good uh, rover force on one side. And on the other side, you have Jacorius Willis, who's <clears throat> probably one of the top 150, 200 players in the state of Georgia as well. He's got about 15 offers. Um, Texas A&M and, and several schools like that, but they kind of anchor our defense. Um, we don't flip them around, so they they man a side for us, so to speak, and, and we try to box people in a little bit. Um, and interior-wise, you know, hopefully we'll be a little hard to run on. Um, Andy Boykin, who's a 2020 commitment to Auburn as well. He's 6'4", 270. Um, we have Khalif Thornton, who broke the squat record at Troop uh, this past offseason. Um, squatting now nearly three, uh, nearly 700 pounds. And, uh, so we got some guys up front with those defensive ends, outside linebackers and people in the middle that should be kind of, kind of tough to run on. Well, coach, uh, I know you mentioned, uh, Kobe and, and Nick over at quarterback. How about on the offensive side of the ball? Any, any players you got returning that, uh, can, can put up some numbers? Well, we do. Uh, Jamari Thrash is a big-time player at wide receiver. He's got about 10, 12 offers right now. Last year went for about 1,600 yards. Um, he's just a really, really good player. Um, you have Mark Anthony Dixon that came in. He's a rising junior, came in third in the 100 meters uh, in the state of Georgia this year. He's going to be a really good player. Uh, Jarrell Smith is another good wide receiver. And then, you know, we're – we're pretty blessed at the skill positions offensively, tight end, wide receiver wise, running back wise. We're in good shape. But the biggest thing I'm um, most excited about is we got five offensive linemen that'll be seniors and that are all benching over 300 pounds. And you know, I think that's the first time in my career that you know everybody's you know been strong and and, and old at the same time. And uh, so really, really excited about that offensive line. Uh, Coach, you talked a little bit about your line, and, and I think they uh, uh, may be poised for a, a, another big season. Any other players in particular that you hadn't mentioned, uh, maybe some JV players up and coming that you hadn't mentioned, poised for a breakout season or poised to contribute this season for Troop? Yeah, I, I think uh, a couple of people. I think Luke Purnell, a tight end kid that's a baseball player, football player, uh, stepping in to take over the tight end uh, vacancy left by uh, Kobe Bridwell. 
Um, I think Luke's going to be a really good football player. His dad is is a big guy, probably about six four, six five. So, I, so I think Luke's going to fill out pretty nicely. I think our junior running back Trey Williams and Tyree Carlisle, senior running back. I think those guys are going to do a really good job um, in the, in that in that uh, aspect of the game. Uh, and then we just we just we're blessed right now with a lot of wide receiver type kids. Like I said, Jarrell Smith, Trey Mitchell, um, Trey Williams will play out there a little bit. Um, of course, Kobe Hudson can go out there and play some. So, you know, we have a plethora of, of people at the skill positions. Uh, Coach, you got me you got me thinking it's time for a shift to, shift to power in uh, in Region uh, 4, uh, Region 5-4A uh, with uh, Cartersville kind of being the bully the last few years. Um, but before we get to that, that, that discussion, uh, we talked about the players on the field. Coach, are there any players that are, that are high performers in the community and in the classroom? Yeah, absolutely. That uh, that whole offensive line that I talked about, I cannot say enough good things about those guys. You have Riley Bowles, who may be Troop High's valedictorian for us all said and done. Um, and the whole offensive line, those guys, GPA-wise, or clo- all of them are close to 4.0, if not over a 4.0. Um, Mark Anthony Dixon, the kid that was third in the 100 meters as a wide receiver, he was the Chick-fil-A uh, Student Athlete of the Month. Um and so, I mean, we just have those type of character guys. And, you know, that all started back when you go back to the Montez Crow conversation, you know, and his leadership and passing the torch, so to speak, to some of those guys. That's great, Coach. It's great to hear uh, guys active in the community giving back and, and, and being models, especially for those younger players coming up uh, in your program. Coach, let's go back to, to, to you and maybe maybe this speaks for your team. What what are y'all looking forward to the most this upcoming season? Oh wow! Well, um, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things, but uh, we're really excited about this new indoor facility that's being built here. Um, it's a it's a thirteen point five million indoor facility that was voted on by the people of Troop County a splash um, fund for for schools, um, and, and so it's gonna uh, it's gonna be an amazing. Um, facility you know it's going to have a weight room it's going to have a gymnasium it's going to have an indoor facility and so it'll be breaking ground hopefully toward uh the beginning of spring practice next year so that's a that's kind of off in the distance a little bit but i would uh i would definitely think that's kind of like a, a big time christmas present there that's something that we're all around here just buzzing about a- absolutely congratulations on that the passage of that splos coach yeah we, i think that's a testament to you know where at- athletics is now in troop county and people being excited about football and other sports as well excellent coach any games circled on your calendar i, I know i mentioned cartersville earlier uh they've been the, the top dog in the region but are there any rivalry games i know uh there's a, a Lagrange down there you mentioned before. Any of those games circled on your calendar? Well, you know, I don't know about circling on calendar. There are some high points, obviously, for for fan excitement. You know, we're going to obviously play Lagrange, which is a big rivalry. I mean, I've been in this thing for three years now, going on my fourth year here, and it's a Auburn Alabama type rivalry. <laughs> um, so that's that's big. Uh, we'll play Callaway, and Callaway's always got a really good team down in Double A, um, and, and they always do a great job. We'll we'll play Harris County, and and Harris County and, and Troop butt up. Um, they're bordering counties right here, so we know a lot of people on both sides there with Troop and Harris County. Um, but then you get in that region. That region is so daggum tough. When you talk about Sandy Creek, you talk about Cedartown, you talk about Cartersville, Central Carrollton is doing a great job, um, Chapel Hill. Uh, I mean, that's just that's that's a big dog region. 
Yes, sir. Yes, it is. So, so no, uh, you obviously you guys are will not be looking past anyone on that schedule this season. Well, no, I don't. I, I hope not. And, and that's and that's you know that's what we're aiming for is one game at a time and, and one day at a time. But obviously Cartersville sitting out there and we know it and they know it. And, uh, and, and they've, like you said, they've been the big, the big bully around the block and, and rightfully slow. And, um, and the thing about them was so remarkable about their runs. They've had to take everybody's best shot every game too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they've done a really good job handling that. I think, um, you know, and just hopefully we get on par and we have create a good little rivalry with those guys. But I think, you know, for us to create a rivalry, we obviously got to beat them once or twice every now and then. <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and that's been hard to do. And, uh, but uh, hopefully we can play a lot better than the last time we were up there. Uh, Coach, that, uh, for those that are listening, that Cartersville game, last game of the season, November 2nd, and you guys will be traveling to uh, Cartersville for that matchup. We're, we're speaking with Coach Tanner Glisson, head coach of the Troop County Tigers. Coach, just a few more questions for you, and, and once again, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Uh, what, what is your greatest memory as a coach? Wow. i tell you, uh, I think I'm going into my 19th year. Uh, this coming year so there's a lot of really great memories but I think as especially as a head coach um in 2016 we went over with this troop team uh to coming off that one and nine season we had won a couple games coming out of the gate kind of early but nobody really gave us any respect and and people said hey your schedule was weak early on and this Mm -hmm. and that and so we went over to Sandy Creek and troop had never beaten Sandy Creek and uh it was kind of their nemesis and um you know, so we went over there and we were able to beat them on their homecoming. And uh, and that was just a, a game that we played really well. I'm sure they probably overlooked us. And uh, we just kind of hung around to the end and were able to pull it out. But I just remember feeling like at Troop we had started to turn the corner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I really, really felt like that was the game that, that saved my job and kept me around <laughs> another year. <laughs> so uh, I'd have to say that was that was a pretty – pretty good one there that sounds like a great memory coach tell us if you weren't if you weren't coaching or teaching what what career path would you have chosen well let's see i I tell you uh and i guess this is probably something in the sports field so i I don't know if i'm gonna answer your question or or if it's a trick question here but uh, i would like to be in the front office somewhere with baseball, you know, general manager, okay. assistant general manager, or, you know, I've always liked the, the, you know, that aspect of it and the analytics and everything that goes along with baseball. And I played a little college baseball myself. So, you know, probably doing something in the front office somewhere for, for that, or possibly at the college level, you know, doing some player development type stuff, maybe off the field type mm-hmm. stuff. All right. Now coach, uh, we, we talked about, one of the things you're having having lunch with your with your quarterback from last season, but in terms of a legacy, uh, your your this is your third season here at Troop. Uh, excuse me, your fourth. I'm sorry, your fourth season mm-hmm. at Troop. Yep. But in terms of a legacy, when it's all said and done, what what do you want your legacy to be when you're finished coaching? Well, you know, and I don't know what God has in store if I finish my career at Troop or if 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 the Lord takes me somewhere else down the road. But, um, you know, here at Troop, there's never really been a whole lot of consistency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I want people, my, my family's here now. My, my kids are in school here. My wife's at the central office over here. And, uh, you know, I want people to, to look back and say, hey, they did it the right way. They took it from where it was, uh, improved it, made it a lot better. They did it. They worked hard, uh, treated people right, you know, created, uh, help, help make young 
you know, young men out of, out of the guys that they were in the program. And, uh, you know, I just want to be able to look people in the eyes in the community when we walk through and, 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 and whether you're, you're from LaGrange or Callaway or Troop, you know, be able to have a mutual respect for each other. All right, man, Coach, that sounds like a great great goal to have in terms of a legacy. I got one more question. I'm a, I love to eat, Coach. Uh, if I'm down in, <laughs> in LaGrange area, if I'm, if I'm there for the, for the game on, the, on October 12th or, or, or 19th against Cedartown or, t- or, or coming in for the Callaway game, what, tell our listeners, what's the best place to get a pregame meal in LaGrange? Oh, wow. Well, let's see. Uh, we have a coach's show at Johnny's Pizza right there on the parkway by Chick-fil-A, and, and Johnny's really does it. They do it right. Um, so that, that's a really, really good place. If you're coming from the south end, um, we always like coaches down in West Point, and uh, that, that's really a good place to eat. But that's, I tell you what, that might be the thing I enjoy the most about being over here. There's so many good locations here in LaGrange to get out and eat, and, and it's a big football place. So if you come in and you eat pregame meal, you know, there'd be people there from True, Callaway, LaGrange, and everybody's talking football, and it's just a great atmosphere. Excellent. So, so guys, that's Johnny's and, and, and coaches over on the south side. Coach, that's that's all the questions we had, uh, had I had for you today. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know you're getting ready to, 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 get, to get started in earnest here uh, this week, and uh, we wish you the best of luck this season. Uh, it sounds like a very exciting team uh, to watch in Class 4A. Well, all right. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate your time as well. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Once again, our thank you goes out to Coach Tanner Glisson, the head coach of the Troop County Tigers, out of Region 5 in Class 4A. Please remember to visit our sponsor for our Conversations with Coaches segment, YouUrganizeIt.com. YouUrganizeIt helps people create order wherever it is lacking in their lives, from simple closet solutions, playroom overhauls, or whole house makeovers. They have a customized solution just for you. YouOrganizeIt.com. That's Y-O-U-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-I-T.com. YouOrganizeIt.com. Your space, your time, your life. Don't forget to find us online at TurdFerguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And you can also find us on Twitter at TurdFergusonRPT. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. You have been listening to Conversations with Coaches on the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your your host, Art Mosley. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everybody.